Welcome to Mind of a Football Coach, episode number 16. Today we're going to talk about minimalism and how that pertains to a football program or a business or shoot, whatever you're doing, you're a doctor, you're a lawyer. I just believe that doing a few things well is the uh, is the best way to to conduct your business to do what of what you do on a on a daily basis uh, this podcast will be up on iTunes it will be up on Buzzsprout or whatever podcast player that you use uh, it's been a while since I recorded a podcast I uh, just have not really uh, had the time to do it my last one was May 16th so it's been a it's been a little bit um, you know, kind of getting the summer going, right? Getting getting to a new school where I'm coaching and teaching, and uh, life gets busy, and and sometimes just don't have the time to to record a podcast. Uh, had our second child, so life is life is great, uh, but life is definitely uh, definitely busy at this this point in time, which is good. I think you know it's good to have fulfillment and uh, to have something to do every day, something that gives you purpose. Uh, that's a that's a fantastic thing for for everybody. Um, uh, so today we're going to talk about uh, minimalism. Uh, I was introduced to the even the word, the topic of minimalism last summer. Uh, there's a podcast called The Minimalist. Josh and Ryan uh, do that podcast. I watched their documentary on Netflix. It's really well done. And they're talking about minimalism as it pertains to your stuff, how much stuff you have, uh, what you uh, what you buy, how much you should buy, and it's it's actually a really good podcast called The Minimalist. It's really really it's really excellent, and and it made me reflect on my life as far as how much stuff I have, and they've also made me reflect on as being a head football coach, what is important to carry. Uh, as far as scheme and culture, even like weight room development, which we'll talk about those things today. Uh, and it made me just reflect and think about, okay, well, there's a million ways to to be a head coach. You can read all these books and talk to all these different people. And you, you just have to figure out what's right for you. So if you're a head football coach, a CEO of a company, a principal, uh, you know, a, a business owner and you know, all those kinds of things. I hope some of these uh, these thoughts today will help anybody listening uh, to this podcast. But it, but it is mainly for uh, football coaches because I'm a football coach and it's what what I love to do. Uh, you know, my my background, just a little background about where I come from as a coach. I coached uh, offensive line when I first got out of college. I was an offensive lineman my whole playing career and then I ended up coaching for a guy uh, in Florida that has won a ton of games and he really influenced me as far as uh, making things simple for your players and uh, I gave all my offensive offensive linemen like a rule sheet and uh, it didn't really uh, there was a lot of same as on that rule sheet okay this play same as this play and it really helped our guys execute and we went all the way to the final eight in the biggest classification in Florida at the time uh, which was 6A, now I think it's like 8A, and uh, we were wing T, and uh, we did, a, our the offensive lineman did a really good job, I had good backs, that helped too, but that got me kind of on the path of minimalism, okay, well, let's do a few things well, 
uh, and then let's let's try to be good because we were definitely not uh, a, a super talented team, but our kids played hard and they didn't have many mental busts. Uh, after that season, I moved into the realm of defense or the dark side, as some people would call it. Uh, I love it. I think it's the best side of football. Um, and I started off as a three-three stack. Uh, cover three coach and we blitz heck out of everybody and uh, that was good that that was good uh, we that that program we we did not we did not have a home field we played every game on the road um, we were undersized we didn't have one player on our defense that weighed 200 pounds and uh, we got after it we ran that three three really well uh, very generic uh, cover three uh, shell secondary didn't really move the front very much. Uh, we ran a couple of different fronts. We blitzed a lot. Um, you know, the, the Sam, Mike, and Will, those stack linebackers. And sometimes, a, you know, an outside linebacker here or there. Uh, then from there, I went to a, another school. We ran a 3-4 for a year. Um, slant and angle defense. Uh, it was good stuff. We got the defense from Wofford. Um, they had two coverages, right? So they ran like a weak a weak side reduction or boundary boundary reduction ran quarter, quarter, half, or we ended up just running quarters or a field reduction and playing cover three. Uh, they still pretty much do that to this day. Uh, Wofford college and Spartanburg. That's a really good uh, division one double a program. Then I went to Georgia, uh, and was a defensive coordinator for a school up there. That's won the last three years. I've won the state championship in their classification. And, uh, the majority of the time there, we were either cover three or press quarters. We ended my tenure there as a press quarters team. We just stole everything from Michigan State. <laughs> became a press quarters team. Uh, didn't really run anything else. Um, you know, so as as I was molding my philosophy, became a head coach in 2015, and now this will be my fourth year as a head coach in 2018. Um, I just believe that simple is better. I really do. Um, and Tim and Brian Kite have a podcast called Oh, excuse me, they have a podcast, um, and their company is Focus 3. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what their podcast is called. Um, actually, give me a second, and I'll look it up on my phone, because iPhones are just that easy to look up stuff on. Uh, let's see. It is called... Look at my library. I'm stalling here, I guess. Oh, it is called the Focus 3 Podcast with Tim and Brian Kite. Uh, really, really good podcast talking about simplicity. Uh, I get a lot of my stuff from them as well. So, you know, you got you to gotta get stuff from other people, right? You're gaining stuff from others. You're, um, you're trying to learn. And I just, the people I learn from, uh, simple is always better. I just, I just believe that if you can execute, then I think you're going to have a really, uh, really good team. Um, you know, if you're going to execute, excuse me, you have to really have, um, you know, a good practice, practice plan, you know, helps have a good team, like I said, obviously, um, you know, but simple is good. That's what's going to help you, help you win. Um, and you know, kind of going through that thought process is what I'm going to take you through is what are some core tenets of our program, uh, what helps you be successful in the long run. So, um, you know, simplicity, minimalism, right, is a core tenet of my football program, of our our football program. Um, so I like to give people, you know, use the word our, right, so it gives people buy-in. Um, and we have very simple things we talk about. We talk about win the day, uh, and then we talk about 
um, excuse me, teamwork and toughness. And then we have an equation, which I stole from Tim and Brian Kite, uh, which is E plus R equals O, uh, event plus response equals outcome. And that's really all I talk about with our players. I just don't think you can have a million different mantras and say all this kind of stuff and and teenagers and have teenagers remember it because they won't. Um, you know, our our guys know when the day and why that's important. Um, just be better today than you were yesterday, um, and try to be better tomorrow than you were today. And how do you do that? Um, the how, right? Well, that's a big PJ. That's a big PJ Fleck thing. The you know the how. Um, how do we become? Do we become the best we can be? How do we win the day? Uh, that's teamwork and toughness. Right, we're together and we do things that are hard. Um, and why do we do those things? Because the event plus response equals outcome. Uh, you know, sometimes things are hard. Right, that event's difficult. What's our response to help help us get the outcome that we want? Um, and then you know, another thought that's always in my mind is what can we do at an elite level? That's something. As I listen to the Focus Three podcast. And I uh, listened to, to coaches like Urban Meyer, right? I went to the Ohio State Clinic this year. I highly recommend any coach in America go to that clinic. Ohio State does a great job. Um, they talk about being elite. And uh, I just know, for me, maybe different other people are different, but for me, if I'm going to be elite, I can only do a couple things. I can't do a lot of things because you're not very good at a lot of things. You can only be elite at a very few uh, thing. So as far as like schematics, like scheme for our football program, we use simple concepts that can be used in any scenario. Um, I love the zones, inside zone, outside zone, uh, because as an offensive lineman, I was taught this in college by a guy named Scott Walkenheim, who's the head coach at VMI. So that hopefully that gives you some credence when, as you're, it gives me some credence as you're listening to this. Um, you know, we just were PSG, play side gap. So if you're on an inside zone, uh, it, the footwork's a little different, right? You're stepping on their toes. You're an outside zone. You're trying to drop step, run the angle, get to the outside shoulder. But your your assignment's the same. Your technique's what's changing, which allows your offensive lineman to get a lot of reps. Now, why do I talk about the offensive line? I think it's the most important position on the field uh, on offense and you want to help them execute really at a really, really high level because that's not a natural position to play. No young man or woman goes out and gets in the three-point stance and blocks the inside zone when they're five years old out in the yard with their mom or dad <laughs> you know, or their grandpa or whoever. Um, that It's natural to throw the ball, right? It's natural to run the ball. It's natural to catch the ball. But the offensive line is not a natural position. So it's something that is developed, which, I, which, is, why, which is why I think um, an offensive line coach is one of the biggest pieces to a staff. That guy has to be really good. Um, I was, I'm was i very fortunate to have a good one I have now uh, where I am. I, the one I had at my previous stop was really, really good. Um, offensive line coach, one of the best I've ever ever been around. Um, so, you know, it helps those those guys that are maybe not great athletes play fast um, and, and be really good at a few things. And then uh, I'm a, I believe in the spread. I believe in it. Um, I think it helps uh, recruit kids in your hallway. I think that it gets people out uh, to play football. Maybe maybe have not played football before because it's a fun style of offense to play. 
and then we only really have a couple run schemes, a handful of passing schemes, a couple screens. You got a trick play every once in a while, right? Um, and then shoot, you know, there's your there's your offense on defense. You know, I, I'm a if you guys have listened to if, if people uh, who are listening to this podcast have listened to any other of my podcasts, they know I'm a big man to man coverage guy. Uh, I kind of go back and forth. Do we play more cover zero? That's crazy, right? Or we play more cover one. Um, the front has cha- changes based on personnel um, uh, that I have at the school or <laughs> really down to that year. I really love the 3-3 three, three stack um, throughout my career. That's what I started as, as a defensive coordinator. And uh, we'll most likely go back to that again. Uh, I've learned a lot from some really good coaches that run the 3-3. Three, three, uh, Eddie Smolder at Ripley High School and Brad Birchfield at Bishop Hartley in Ohio. Um you know, just both excellent coaches learning from them constantly. Uh, you know, I think it's always good to try to learn from people that do something similar um, and try to try to steal what you can get. But again, man-to-man coverage, simple fronts, uh, some movement, right, some blitzes, but nothing out of the ordinary. I tell our guys all the time I could fit our entire call sheet. Not that I ever use a call sheet because I feel like if I, have to, if I have to write it down, then my players don't know it. Um I should just know it from my memory. But if we ever had a call sheet, I could write it like on half of a three by five note card because that's what we got because that's what we can execute and what we can practice. So when I say the word execution, like it's synonymous to me with how much practice can we get defending everything an offense can throw at you. Um, Cause I just don't believe in, Hey, we have 10 coverages or we have 10 fronts. We're just going to try to throw it all at the offense. Well, do your guys know how to play defense? <laughs> That's kind of my my next thought. Um, I want our guys to know how to play defense rather than trying to trick uh, the offense. So, you know, being simple, uh, being minimalist as far as scheme uh, and as far as culture in our program allows our, our players to get really comfortable really quickly uh, with what we are asking them to do, uh, which builds trust, um, which is another big focus three Brian, Tim Kite. I'm not trying to steal any of their stuff. I want to give them, you know, full disclosure. That's who I'm getting this stuff from. Um, but you know, we're developing trust with our players. Uh, the, our, the character part of it, they they trust that we're people. We'll do what we say we'll do, right? Um, our confidence. We know what we're talking about. Scheme simple. Coaches can coach it really well. And then the connection, right? We can connect with our players. So. I think minimalism, schematic minimalism, minimalism of culture all fits into that um, to where we can build trust quickly with our young men and we can, and, and get stuff rolling the way it needs to go. Um, so we get a lot of reps in the summer preseason and during the season with our, uh, with our scheme and um, our players also hear you know, our, our key words and our culture words and they get really used to that. And they start to trust it because they see it being effective. Um, and another way I, I shape this is I talk about <clears throat> our, our Chick-fil-A philosophy or even our Apple philosophy. So Chick-fil-A basically only um, their main courses only consist of chicken. Now they do some bacon and some sauces for breakfast, but that's, I don't, they, they spent years developing that. Um, but they're, you Chick-fil-A, you think chicken. Or if I think Apple, I think iPhone, iPad, MacBook. And they just kind of got into the watch thing. But you have to, I mean, think about that. That's a billion billion dollar company. 
and they have MacBooks, that's one, iPhone, look at my iPhone, iPad, and watch. And I guess you could say Apple TV. They have like five distinct products. That's it. Like, that's all they do. That's like the most one of the most successful tech companies in the world. And then Chick-fil-A pretty much only does chicken. So when I look at that, I think to myself, well, they are doing very few things at an elite level. And that's what's gotten them to be two of the most successful companies, not only in the United States, but in the world. Um, so I take that and I try to apply that to my football program because that's what I believe. In. I'm not a guy that believes that you have to have a million different things and be complex. Um, you know, I don't think it's because I lack intelligence. I have a college degree and a master's degree. Uh, but I think it comes down to what can you execute when chaos, when everything around you is in chaos, when stuff is flying around and you don't know what's going on because football's a game of fatigue and tempo and just what can you fall back on that is going to help us be the best we can be. And the phone's ringing at my in-law's house in this really loud, uh, old like telephone booth. That's fantastic because it's a podcast and it's real. I'm not going to go back and uh, record another one because this is just good. Stream of thought, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, lastly, I just want to say that we're more proud of what we don't do than what we do. Um, you have to say no to good ideas and say yes to great ones. Then you have to stay committed to what you believe. Um, because going back to my first thought, you can only be elite at a few things. You can't be elite at a bunch of different things. Uh, as uh, as we try to be good, a good football program. You just can't do a million different things. It's impossible. Won't happen. Can't do it. Um, I just I just don't think that's something that um, is possible to do. So you know, kind of go back and recapping um, minimalism, right? Core tenet of our of our program. Do a couple things well. And I just hope that helps the coaches that are listening as, as you go through this summer and you're thinking about, hey, what do I install in the fall? Uh, what do I maybe trim from the summer? I just believe that uh, be fast, be simple, uh, help your kids play with great confidence so they, they have trust in what you're telling them to do and what you're coaching them to do. And then, you know, lastly, if you can't get great practice reps at it, don't do it. Um, if you can't get enough and I, I'm probably overboard with practice reps, how many I have to get doing something for me to feel comfortable, but, um, you know, make sure it's practice. Don't, don't be the coach that you, you, you rep it one time during the week and then the game, when it doesn't work, you blow up and start blaming your players. Don't do that. Like do things that you've done a lot. And, um, and so your kids can execute it well. And so if it breaks, which it's going to break, if the other team's going to have success. They coach too right? That you can fix it. And I would say, don't look for the fix in a new scheme. Look for a fix like in fundamentals or like a small tweak, right? Maybe you're playing five techniques. Hey, they're killing us with inside zone or power. Hey, let's go to the four technique or a three technique um, with, your, with your defensive ends or something like that. Something something simple, not a, not a technique, not a whole scheme change because that can get, that can get hairy. Because again, you know, what, what have your kids practiced? What do they know? And that is what is important. Uh, thank you for listening, and I will put this up as soon as I can.